When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another Headlines episode here at the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. On these headlines episodes, my goal is to break down those environmental news headlines into easy-to-digest chunks, to simplify it, to connect it all to real life, and then wrap it up in a nice red bow for you so that it's easy as pie for you to digest the information you need to know in your daily life. So today's show is called Losses and Gains. The losses we will discuss in the first part of today's show, and then the gains, (laughs) gains in quotation marks, we'll discuss after the break. The gains, of course, are not (laughs) good news. We're discussing gains in terms of plastics. (laughs) So let's start today with loss number one. A new study released this week found that the Greenland ice sheet has lost 20% more ice than scientists previously thought. And of course, there are consequences to that. We'll get to the consequences in a minute. But researchers had previously estimated that the Greenland ice sheet lost about 5,000 gigatons of ice in recent decades. That, by the way, is enough ice to cover the entire state of Texas in an ice sheet that is 26 feet high. That's how much ice 5,000 gigatons is. But the new estimate adds 1,000 gigatons of lost ice, which is the equivalent to piling five more feet of ice on top of that pretend Texas-sized sheet. Now, glaciers, they can lose ice in many ways. One way is called calving. It's when large ice chunks break off at the edge. That's calving. Glaciers can also lose ice when the glacier melts faster than it can form new ice. This causes the end of a glacier to retreat and move to higher elevations. Scientists found that 1,034 gigatons of ice was lost across all glaciers because of both calving and glacier retreat. This loss accelerated since January of 2020, and there are no signs of ice loss slowing down. One glacier in particular in northeast Greenland has shed 160 gigatons over the past four decades. This glacier in particular, it holds enough water to add more than 18 inches to the global sea level if it were to melt completely. Now, the consequences of this particular miscalculation that we're discussing today 
the consequences are not related to sea level rise, and that's because these additional ice losses are coming from the edges of glaciers. They already sit deep down below sea level. But researchers do warn that the freshwater melt could affect ocean circulation patterns in the Atlantic Ocean. And if you're thinking to yourself, I don't care about air circulation patterns, you will. And that's because these ocean circulation patterns impact the distribution of heat around the globe. Changes in our ocean circulation could have notable effects on our societies. These changes could bring extreme weather events. They could disrupt rain patterns. Now, this added freshwater melt could weaken, in particular, the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation. That's known as the AMOC. It circulates warm, salty water from the tropics towards Europe, and then it sends colder water south along the ocean floor. It shuttles nutrients that help sustain ocean life as well. But continued ice loss in Greenland could become a long-term problem. One model showed that continued ice loss from Greenland will reduce the AMOC by 15% over 50 years, with substantial weakening by the year 2100. Researchers do warn that there is, of course, the looming possibility that small but steady melting in Greenland might push the AMOC into collapse. So that's one loss. Let's go on to the second one. We're talking about birds. North America has seen a staggering loss of 3 billion breeding adult birds. That's nearly 30% of the population in just 50 years. We know this because of eBird. If you're a birder, you know what eBird is. It is a crowdsourced database of bird observations managed by the Cornell Lab. Now, who cares about birds? Who cares about them? You do. <laughs> you care about them because birds pollinate wildflowers. They disperse plant seeds. They eat pesky insects. They provide that essential balance to ecosystem. Now, birds are facing an uphill battle for survival, right? Birds are challenged by habitat loss and pesticides and cats and glass windows. And guess what? All of those challenges that birds are facing, they're all human-made. So let's talk about them one by one. Let's talk about habitat loss first. Human development has played a gigantic role in the plight of birds that live and breed in America's grasslands. Between 1970 and 2019, grassland birds suffered a 34% population loss. More than half of the native grasslands in the U.S. have been converted to farmland. That amounts to hundreds of millions of acres of habitat loss for birds. Now, as the grassland habitat has been converted to industrial farms, new threats have been introduced, like pesticides. Which group of pesticides in particular are most concerning for birds? It is, of course, the neonicotinoids, which is a class of insecticides that's related to nicotine and are designed to be less toxic to vertebrates, but more toxic to invertebrates. Birds, by the way, are vertebrates, and recent studies have shown that these neonicotinoids are very harmful to birds. Next up, another challenge to the birds, of course, climate change. In the American Southwest, increasing drought and extreme heat have become much more commonplace. That's put new pressure on desert birds specifically. 
Nationwide, though, declines in bird populations are associated with climate change, and particularly decreased precipitation are impacting bird populations. And yes, climate change is predicted to accelerate in the coming years. Let's move on to outdoor cats. Oh my goodness. I read a real interesting piece in the latest issue of The New Yorker, just two days ago I read it, about cats in Los Angeles. Basically, Los Angeles has a no-kill policy for cats. So people, good Samaritans, they trap cats, they get them sprayed and neutered, and then they release them back onto the streets because of the no-kill policy. So the result is Los Angeles has anywhere between 1 million to 3 million feral cats on its roads. And each cat, get this, each cat is estimated to kill 36 birds a year. So you do the math. Now, birders have called on Congress to pass the Recovering America's Wildlife Act, which would direct about $1.4 billion each year to state wildlife agencies and tribes to protect vulnerable animals. This bill was reintroduced last year by a Democrat from New Mexico and a Republican for North Carolina, but it did not pass. And so it's on you and me and all of us to save the birds. What can we do? We can plant native plants. We can ditch the pesticides. We can keep our cats indoors. Those recommendations are a great place for us to start. So we're going to take our ad break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the gains, the gains. And I'll be honest, the gains are not good news. The gains are microplastics. So we'll get there after a quick sponsor break. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high-quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game-changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch, They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. 
And we're back. On today's show, we're discussing losses and gains. Before the ad break, we discussed the loss of ice sheets in Greenland, as well as the loss of bird populations. Now we're on to the gains. The gains is we are all collectively, as a human species, as a globe, we are gaining an awful lot of plastic. So let's start with the big research that came out of the nonprofit Ocean Conservancy and the University of Toronto just this week. Researchers looked at more than a dozen kinds of protein, including beef, tofu, breaded shrimp. And guess what they found? They found microplastics in nearly 90% of all tested samples. The researchers also observed that some highly processed protein products like breaded shrimp, like fish sticks, chicken nuggets, these highly processed protein products, they appeared to contain, quote, significantly more microplastic particles per gram than certain minimally processed samples. Researchers from this study estimate that an American adult could consume on average, 11,000 microplastics each year. One of the researchers in this study essentially said that there's no way to hide from microplastics when you're eating. If you want to eat something that doesn't have microplastics in it, you really can't in 2024. And that's because microplastics aren't just in proteins. Previous research has found microplastics in fruits, in vegetables, in salt, in sugar, in rice, in milk. I could go on and on. The potential effects of microplastics on human health are still being understood. A recent report from the World Health Organization did detail the possible health risks of microplastics pollution, but the World Health Organization noted that there just still is not enough research linking microplastics to adverse health effects on humans. So there is an urgent need for more research here, I would argue. And I want to say as well that just because there are no documented adverse health effects on humans, that doesn't mean there are no adverse health effects. It means that the plastics that were created in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, they're only now being broken down into microplastics. And so microplastics are just simply too new, and that's why there's not enough science around them yet. Microplastics are going to continue to be found everywhere, in our food and more as long as plastics continue to be produced. Moving on to our final quote-unquote gain today, and that is the fact that major news outlets just this week, including the Washington Post, are finally reporting on something that this small but mighty show has been reporting on for at least the last year. And that is that your laundry detergent sheets, your dishwasher pods, they actually aren't plastic-free. Now, if you're a ride or die listener here at Sustainable Minimalist, this may sound like old news to you, but for the rest of us listeners, let's get our facts straight. Polyvinyl alcohol is a plastic. It's also known as PVA or PVOH. If you turn over your laundry detergent sheets and look at the ingredients, that's probably going to be one of the first ones. Polyvinyl alcohol is an oil-derived plastic. It's what keeps that sheet or that pod held together. Now, scientists, as well as regulatory agencies like the EPA, have long considered PVA safe for humans and the environment because it dissolves in water and biodegrades under the right conditions. Key word there, key phrase, under the right conditions. 
These sheets have only been around since about 2010, and so they're brand new. They're babies. And here in the U.S., we absolutely love to bring a product to market first and then ask questions later, don't we? That's what's happening right now with these supposedly plastic-free products. Now, most studies into the safety of polyvinyl alcohol have been conducted in labs. And guess what? Labs are not the real world. A small number of scientists are questioning how polyvinyl alcohol behaves in the real world, and conditions for PVA biodegradation are not always present in municipal waste treatment plants. Several studies have indeed detected polyvinyl alcohol in drinking water, in human breast milk. That's concerning. It's supposed to dissolve, isn't it? Well, perhaps it isn't. Now, a peer-reviewed study was funded by Blueland. Blueland is that company that sells plastic-free laundry detergent tablets. It sells a lot of things, Blueland. But the peer-reviewed study modeled how PVA would behave under actual conditions at wastewater treatment and disposal facilities. That research suggested, so Blueland was considering adding a laundry sheet to its product line, okay? They funded this study. Guess what the study found? The research suggested that 80% of the polyvinyl alcohol that was in the wastewater stream that they tested may not biodegrade. And that 80%, that's the equivalent of 8,000 tons of plastic each year or 800 million bottles. So we're using the detergent sheets to get rid of the plastic bottles problem, but are we just replacing the plastic bottles with this plastic that's not dissolving into our water. Alarming, right? Well, back up. So far, few scientists have changed their stance on polyvinyl alcohol. Many say that these findings are indeed provocative, but there's not enough evidence yet to be alarmed. We still lack the data to accurately say how much polyvinyl alcohol is breaking down in the real world. Now, interesting fact here. So I read the Washington Post's reporting on this. The Washington Post reached out to True Earth, which is an eco-strip laundry sheet company. They boast loud and proud that they are a plastic-free detergent, plastic-free detergent. So the Washington Post contacted the company to request comment on that claim Because at the top of the True Earth homepage, there was indeed a banner that said plastic-free detergent. Well, a couple days later, that banner on top of True Earth's website was gone. The phrase plastic-free detergent was gone from True Earth's website, and True Earth did not end up responding to the Washington Post's request for comment. So here on the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, what is our stance when it comes to polyvinyl alcohol? We tend to operate here under a better safe than sorry mindset, don't we? And so the best bet at the moment until that empirical peer-reviewed research is out there in the world for us to read and understand and digest, your best bet at the moment when it comes to laundry detergent is, of course, that powder in a cardboard box. No plastic to see there. So we'll be back on Tuesday where I'm giving you an intentional living episode, and it's a good one. We're talking about wisdom, right? It usually takes decades to acquire wisdom to become wise. My guest on Tuesday's episode has six pearls of wisdom for us to all take in now so that we don't have to learn them through living. That's Tuesday's show. It's a good one. I'll see you then. 
Reach out if you need me. Have an amazing weekend and take care.